0: Just bow our heads in a word of prayer. Our dear precious Heavenly Father, we have rejoiced with these precious young people. We have rejoiced with the parents and friends and grandparents of these graduates. And so, Lord, we're looking to you now, the great shepherd of this great flock, chief bishop of our souls, that you will lead us into shady green pastures, beside still waters, Lord. Restore every soul. Lord, we love your word. We love a message that has come from Almighty God. I pray, Lord Jesus, that something will be said to help these precious young people along life's path. Lead us, great guide. We commit our lives. We commit the remainder of the evening. Now into your divine care. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'll read scripture first, and then you'll be able to have your seats. You've changed your position a bit, so I'm going to read out of Hebrews chapter 11, and that's all right. I don't need to hear the turn and have every page. It's a graduation evening. Don't feel bad that you don't have your best friend beside you called your, the Bible, and I, I I feel almost, I don't know if you've ever done it before, ever forgot your Bible at home, but I have one in my office, so I have a, a way to get around that, and uh it just feels like you forgot something. And I don't want you to feel that way at all. I want you to feel relaxed. I want you young people to be able to pay attention. I, I appreciated your speeches. They were short. <laughs> so I'll make up for your shortness. And uh, no, I won't. I'll try and, I'll try and compact. Jariah is here. He'll keep me in line. He'll put his finger up if I'm getting too long. But the Bible reads here, I'd like to read out of Hebrews eleven twenty four. It says, "By faith Moses, when he had come to years, and so we're at a graduation, and Moses came to years, and we can look at these fine young group of young people at the grad table, and in two years from now or a year from now, some of them could be married, some could move on to higher objectives and deeper depths in the in the cause of life, but." Moses came to years, and that caused him to have to make decisions. And now you're not going to be maybe half spoon fed or guided by mom and dad. We have to let go. We have to let you go and be what you're to be. And I I, I want you to understand this, that when Moses came to years, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. We refuse To be identified with Laodicea. We absolutely refuse it. We are not just a little gathering here tonight. These are the sons and daughters of God that God has called in this hour. And it's a whole different scene than any other graduation that's ever happened in in this area. And I am thankful and I am identified with you. Choosing rather to suffer the affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of what Laodicea could give you. You will have decisions to make, whether it be a job, whether it be an opportunity. But Brother Biscoll said something very, uh, uh, something I held as a young man. I was 21 when I first got saved. He said, "Just remember this, young people." He said, "Satan can throw roses with thorns, as good as he can throw roses without thorns." So you've got to, you've got to be very. Uh, decisive, and focused with Christ in mind, as uh, Brother Ed, everybody has. By the time I finished listening to everybody, I just started to tear up my notes and say, well, let's just forget it. John did a good job, and Brother Ed walked all over it. The quote was said, but we'll just continue on if you don't mind. We are identified with Christ, and choosing rather to suffer the affliction with that choosing esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches and treasures that, treasures that were in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. So by faith he forsook Egypt, fearing the wrath, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. You may have your seats, and may the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. I'd like to thank our precious Brother Harold, Sister Leanne, Brother Ed Hammermeister, Sister Sandy for the invitation to be here with you. And of course the ministry, the graduates, and all the parents that are recognized here tonight. We'd like to thank you for allowing me the privilege to speak to you. Um, I deem it always an honor. Now I want your grads to look at me. Because I'm here to speak to you, okay, and I, the parents just get a little bit of the benefit of the runoff. So we're addressing you. I'm just. This is just the formality part here. I want to congratulate the parents for putting up with what you had to put up with. <laughs> it wasn't so bad after all, was it? Brother Jerry, it just wasn't bad after all to see these fine young men and these young ladies standing. Congratulations, grads of 2021, for getting through the easiest part of your lives. And the parents said, (laughs) and only only the parents understand that part. You're like, man, I grinded it through 12 years, man. Here I am. I'm a grad. I know what I'm doing. You knew what you were doing at 15. You knew everything at 15. At 16, mom and dad knew nothing. You get my age and you find out you didn't know anything. But we want to congratulate you for getting through the easiest part of your lives. It's indeed a great and grand privilege To be identified not only with the class of 2021, but look around the room and there have been many classes. Many have struggled to get where they are today and sacrificed to get you where you are today. You'll hear so many cliches, and I don't mean to step on anybody's toes. Dream the dream. Really? (laughs) Really? Dream the dream. Or the Americans would say, I'm living the dream. But they woke up and they felt it was a nightmare. We have many slogans, we have many sayings, and America still calls any immigrant that comes to America dreamers. Where's the reality? We had to have a message come to give us reality. Everything is smoke and mirrors, and every promise that was ever given by any teacher, any education field whatsoever, has propped up education to be a God to look to, rather than a tool to use for the benefit of the gospel. You have to make your decisions, class. Are you going to have this tool... Drive you or you drive it. That's your decision. And so then to come to that point, Brother Bram talks about junctions. Crossroads. So I've titled this little message called Why. Or Why's. You'll come to many Why's. In the road. I'm not talking about wise smarts. We're not talking about a wise of knowledge or even why are we here? I'm talking about everyday life where every one of you are going to come to a why in the road. And we have all come to different whys and decisions and crossroads. And before we made that decision, we've had to hang our heads and say, Lord, which way do I go? Have you, as graduates, did you ever read in grade 7 or 9 or 11 or wherever it was that you had a book and in the storybook there was two endings? I hate depressing endings. I hate it. I can't stand anything that's depressing. Our God is not depressing. I'm going to uh, land across the sweet forever. Amen. We talk about a future home. Saints, we're going to rejoice over there. And to get there, you're going to have to make some decisions in your real life now. Mom and dad won't be there, but Jesus would be there. And so the little, little thought tonight is wise. Not why the question, not why the knowledge, but wise in the road. That you're going to have to go left or right. And many people go right, thinking it's right, but it's wrong. Because it's normal for people to go right. And you think it's right, because it's right. Now, don't get confused. I'm confused on this point myself. (laughs) Right? It's just natural. Okay, there's a left, there's a right. Let's go right. Nah. And find out you go to a dead-end road. I should have gone left. There's many whys, and we have to really know the great shepherd himself to lead us down life's road, because the things that seem right can be wrong, and the things that seem wrong are right, and I I know this can be a thinking thought, but I want you to think, okay? You know what Henry Ford said? Thinking's hard. That's why so few people do it. Elijah, I like it. I, I, I can see you got that one. I like that one myself. You can put that in your script bag and use that. Think about it! Right? But it, it, thinking is hard work, isn't it, Brother Jared? It's hard work. And, and what we've tried to do, and parents and grandparents tried to do, is to give you all the equipment... That you can make a decision in your why. Not the question. It's the direction. It's not the question. Jesus is taking all the questions out. It's now I want the direction of God in your life. You're going to make decisions of Mr. Right and Miss Right. Or Mr. Wrong and Miss Wrong. Why? It looks so right, but who says it's so right? You need the great shepherd to guide you in your decisions. Here's another cliche. You can do anything you want if you put your mind to it. Oh, really? Really think about that. So Remember I said thinking. It's a hard process. You've got to think some things out here. And you have to think, oh, just a second here. If I, this, is what, this is what they try and tell you. This is not, as the prophet said, mind over matter business. If you put your mind to it, you can be anything you want. No, you put Christ first, you can be anything you want. Anything he wants you to be. You know, I, was, I, I, you know, I don't want to exaggerate because I wanted to enumerate in my 40 years of, of ministering and it's over that, but I'm like I said, I don't like to exaggerate. I've had 40 years of graduations in some form or another. And some years I've gone to four graduations. And some classes are 800. And that's uh, of our young people that have gone to public school. And I loved, one, I fell asleep. I have to admit, I just fell asleep. <laughs> Especially when it comes to John wants to be, everybody's a lawyer and a doctor, right? And, I mean, we heard everything from, you know, engineering, uh, you know, working on the Canadian arm and, uh, and the astronaut, and I, it was not, I said, that's great, that's great, that's great, and I'm, i want to travel the world, I want to, you know, do all this sort of stuff, and you know, they're after about 700, man, that's a lot to go through. And I was only there for a Waldner. <laughs> Why couldn't it have been for an R deal? <laughs> if it was an A, I could have left. <laughs> but it, because it was a W, I had to stay through the whole thing. And this fellow comes out, and, and I, I really, you know, he, uh, who, 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 who wanted who? I know Joel likes to be a mechanic. But he walks out in, in his um, gown and underneath it, he's got his uh, jack boots on and he comes walking with an attitude. And he comes strolling over the stage and he walks up to Mike and he says, I'm going to be a mechanic. And the whole place erupted. They realized here was Reality. Here's reality, and he was the only one that was going to. Maybe there was some doctors, maybe there was some lawyers, but you wouldn't believe how many people look for notoriety and never achieve it. But reality is real, and when he walked across the platform, I always thought, you know, that's real, man. I I like that. Even I woke up. It was fantastic. With Brother Harold and Brother Hammermeister and all the ministry that are here. We identify with Paul in Corinthians eleven two 2. says, I am jealous, or I'm zealous, as the Greek would say, over you with a godly jealousy. For I've espoused you to one husband that I might present to you as a chaste virgin to Christ. That is our desire to see our children, and we are zealous over you. We have fought for you, and will continue to fight for you. You are gifts, and you can look at one another. And it sounds a little sappy, maybe, but I want you to know you are gifts to us. I don't know if you've been given a really nice gift before. I have. I'm sure you have also. But when you get something that's of value in a gift, you cherish it. You put it in a special place. And you look at it at special times. And you say, hey, that's a gift. And you remember the giver of the gift. And that's what we've given this evening for. This is a special time. I'm opening the drawer and seeing gifts of God and looking at you and wanting you to know that it's okay to stop before you enter your why. Stop. There's a a saying, I wrote it down here. If we work on marble, and many in Roman Greek ages, they've worked on marble, and marble will perish. It'll collapse. It'll crumble in time. If we work upon brass, it will be effaced, and it will also tarnish. But if we work on the minds and the hearts of young men and women and instill in them principles of the word of god and i thank you brother ed for acknowledging the ministry that is exactly what we do is to instill within you the principles of the word engraving them on the tablets of your heart and it will never be effaced it will never be destroyed it will, be in its, it will be a standard that will not be lost. It will be brightened and sharpened through all eternity. It is worth the shaping. It's worth the tears. It's worth the effort. I would ask you, I would like to ask you, Seth, why don't you stand for a minute? You're a good target, and you're tall, so everybody can see you. Your second-year mechanic, heavy-duty mechanic. If I gave you a motor at two years of age to say, can you change the transmission and put a new motor in, you'd say, Brother Tom, are you crazy? Right? So you learned your skills as you went on. And the knowledge that you have gained from all those years have brought you to two years, uh, to your Red Seal heavy-duty mechanic. Is that correct? So now you're learning another two more years. You made a decision in a why in a row to go that direction. And you feel good about it, don't you? You feel that's the Lord's will for you. Thank you for standing. We applaud you. Because there's a lot of young people today that don't have a clue. I went to university with thousands of them. Eight years at a a time and still don't even know what degree they want. Walked out and got an everyday job that anybody could have got and wasted hundreds of thousands of dollars aimlessly because they had no direction for their why. When you come to a service on a Wednesday or a Sunday or a Sunday night... God's word is your answer for your why. Sometimes it's not even the structure of the message that actually speaks to you, but it could be one phrase, one word. And God gave you your answer. There are many people that would love to sit in your chair, but they can't. They won't. The gospel is too hard But like Moses, he came to years, and he esteemed the reproach of Christ. There is a reproach in this message to run that race that you're running right now. And not everybody can do it. So you can look around the room, and you can thank God for everybody that's standing here. Because Satan has targeted every one of us, and he hasn't got us, and he hasn't got you. And you are going to win. That is not a dream. That's a fact. You have been under a blood token since the day you were born. God promised us through a prophet our children. And I want you to know you are under the protection of the blood of Jesus Christ. Obviously, in life, Brother Bram said, there's a choosing we must choose for ourselves. I remember a time, I don't know if I said this, at one. I think this is my fourth or something over the years. I'm getting to be so old, I can't even remember anymore. But I got a call from Brother Biscoll, and and Brother Ed never actually interfered in any part of our lives. He just wanted us to live our lives and fall on our face if we had to, and get up and shake ourselves. I'll get to that point. But my son was 14. Jared and I just looked at Sam, of course, and Sam... You know, he was on the student body. Student body. What's a student body? Anyway, we won't go there. And he was chosen to take the funds to go to a student dance. Of course, you guys would never do that or something. Neither would my son, I thought. So I said to Sam, I said, Sam, I said, "Um, let's talk about this. And I I was talking to Brother Ed one day, and he says, You know, Tom, sometimes you got to let them go and figure out their whys. It's easier to fall on your face when you're young than it is when you're 50. 40? 30? Huh? 20? Come on. We have to allow you the privilege now that you're in graduation. You have the ability now to choose for yourself. You can choose, Brother Bram said, we can choose something that is for our own good, like Moses. He chose the affliction and the disgrace with a bunch of mud daubers. That was his choice, that was his why. He had to make it, he came to years. He came to realize that there's another way I need to go. I don't want to go to Egypt. I want to go to the Lord's will and the Lord's way. And he chose then the affliction, and he endured seeing him who was invisible. He had to make a choice. You're going to have to make a choice, Anna, Elijah, Melody. You're going to have to make these choices because now you've grown up. You'll make a choice to go to higher education. You make, it may be a choice to, to go farther afield in, in w- what you feel to do. Red Seal, cook. I always wanted to do that. I missed it. They didn't even have that program in the dark ages <laughs> when I was your age. But now the young people get so much opportunity, but it can be a trap. We had a couple of chefs in our, own, in our own church, and their shift was 11 o'clock at night till 6 in the morning, ordering for the next day's stuff because they're the head chef. They know the ingredients, and you move up the ladder, and it becomes a snare. You can move up any ladder in life and think, well that I get more money or I get greater recognition and and maybe people will look at me with respect finally. But that's not always the way in the why to go. You're sitting here at your graduation and it's a special event. We feel special to be invited at this event. It's gorgeous. The setting's wonderful. The presence of the Lord is great. And we're thankful to be identified with you. But a tremendous quote, and I'm sure it's been used often throughout the years. Brother Ram says, now, you are today because several years ago, and that's why I was talking about heavy duty mechanic." Several years ago, you chose what you are now. And what you choose now will determine what you be five years from now. And how fast this five years go? You know, they were just getting out of grade seven. And now here we have them in graduation. He said, five years today, you could be a renowned Christian. Five years from today, you could be in hell. There's a prophet now talking to people. He's being totally honest. He said, because you made the wrong decision. Five years from today, you could be on the streets. Or you may be a man or a woman that is a credit to any society. Because your choice was for Christ. And I want you to understand something, young people. And, I, and I, I, you know, this is a hard pill to swallow, and if Brother Harold would forgive me, this message is Christ. And I don't mean forgive me for saying that, but forgive me for saying it here at a grad, because Brother Ram says that in the token message. I'm not ashamed of that. But don't get in your idea that there's Christians all over the place. You are at a different level. You have run a different race. You have chosen different whys. And God tonight is recognizing you as not only graduates of the class of 2021, and there's thousands if not hundreds of thousands that are using the same slogan. But you're not in their class. You are in your own class. And that's called the class of the redeemed. So what you are tonight is what a decisions you made a few years ago. As Brother Ed had mentioned, some maybe gave their heart to the Lord at an altar. Some maybe rose up in a, in a meeting and just said, Lord, I surrender all. Maybe a song. Brother Brown said, healing comes by song. And, 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 and many different ways. But now... Brother Bram says this, he says, I was thinking about looking back down along the trail where I've come through in life, and I've gone through different hills, briar patches, rocks, hard places, smooth places, but what I did in those kinds of times, whether it was over mountains or through rivers, I walked With God. Will, I'm not going to lie to you. I've walked out of church and ended up in a hospital for seven months. I've gone through mountains. I've gone through waters. And you just say, oh, everything's fine right now because we're in a nice setting, but we don't know who the other guy is on the other side of the road. And your life could be like that but because your decision for christ has come it is well with my soul so you'll be able to as life goes on now look back your briar patches your smooth places your hard places your mountains and your rivers will you be able to make those decisions when you come to your wise oh brother tom will i make mistakes Good question. If we're perfect Christians, of course we're never going to make mistakes. Really? Of course we're going to make mistakes. Here's what Brother Bram says We know we make mistakes. We know. But you mustn't look at your mistake. It's not your mistake. You're always going to have them. You're going to stumble. You're going to fall. You're going to fail. But a true Christian always gets up. Always gets up. A true Christian. So you say, oh, Brother Tom, we've known people. They've come, they've gone, they've come, they've gone, but we're still here. I should have got a better amen on that one. People have come, people have gone, but we're still here. The redeemed stay. The sons and daughters stay. And we're staying here tonight to be identified with you. Brother Ram says now, he's going to allow you to go to your crossroad or your Y or your junction. He's going to allow you. He's not going to protect you and say, you're not going to have a Y, a crossroads, or a junction. He said, he will permit those To try you, to perfect you, to use you for his service. So you can say, like I can say, we've experienced many whys in the road. But we don't jump in. We say, Lord, not my will, your will be done. There's too many narcissists. And I want you to stay with me on this point. There's too many people that are narcissists. And a narcissist thinks they can do anything they want for their own gratification. Doesn't matter who they hurt or what they do. Brother Branham said true Christianity is living for others, not yourself. There's your why. This age creates narcissism. Me. It's all about me. My job my success, what I want to do. You need to step back a step and say, Lord, it's not my will, but your will be done. I don't want to be a wreck on the road. I want the leadership of the great Holy Spirit. Will you make mistakes? Absolutely. Will you go stumble? He said, yes, you will. But a true Christian gets up every time. If he wobbles, God pulls him right back onto path. Ever wobbled? I've wobbled. I'm not too proud to say I haven't wobbled. Of course we've wobbled. But the Holy Spirit has brought you back onto the path. Though no one can go back and make a brand new start, anyone can start from now and make a brand new ending. Okay, Satan will play with your minds. You blew it, you blew it, you blew it, you blew it. Okay, we blew it. Get over it. We make mistakes and we surrender them and we put them under the blood. Say, God, don't let me do that mistake again. So though we can't go back and make a brand new start, okay, everybody with me? You can't go back and make a brand new start, but any one of you can start from now and make a brand new ending. Forgetting those things that are in the past, I reach forward to the prize before me, the cross before me. Who's go with me? Who goes with me? How significant is the decision? Very small decision. Jesus said... A cup of cold water will not be forgotten. Have you ever made a decision to help somebody and then, sorry, you didn't? Oh, I don't want to. I don't want. Sorry, I won't look at anybody. And, and you knew you blew it. And you wish that you could go back and make that right. But remember what I just said. You don't have to go back and make that right. You can just make a new ending. Just go forward. Just go forward couple cold water. It's a great decision. I got a little story for you. During a summer holiday, a medical student was selling books. Brother Harold remembered the, this era. We used to have a, somebody in our church who sold world cyclopedias. When's the last time anybody looked at a world cyclopedia? Huh? We all gave them away somewhere. We never know where they ended. This is useless now. But they used to go door to door, knocking on the door, trying to sell you World Encyclopedia Britannica for your children. They need these beautiful books. And we went into debt to buy these books for our children. So this gentleman by the name of Kelly was selling books to help him get through his expenses, becoming thirsty. He stopped one day at a farmhouse to ask for a glass of water. And a little girl came to the door, and when he asked for a drink of water, she sweetly said, I will give you a glass of cold milk, if you wish. Oh, he said, thank you. He drank the cool, refreshing milk heartily. You say, what a decision that was. You know, just some book salesman. Years passed, and Dr. Kelly graduated from the medical school and became the chief surgeon from the rural area. And he went and started a founder of John Hopkins uh, Medical School. One day, from the area he was selling books... A patient came in. She was admitted to the hospital. She got a private room, a private nurse, a skilled surgeon. Nothing was spared to make her comfortable. One day, the nurse told her, tomorrow you get to go home, Brother Al. You can get to go home. Tomorrow you go home. Though her joy was great, it was somewhat lessened by the thought of this terrifically large bill. She must owe this hospital a fortune. So she said, bring me the bill. And the nurse said, I'll bring it to you. And she brought the itemized bill. And my dad actually went to uh, a, um, a hospital in Los Angeles. And if you took one tissue, that was a charge. A tissue paper. So when you go to the medical system in the United States, expect to pay. So anyways, she's got this bill, and she was afraid to to read it. She read every item on the bill, and her heart sank. It was heavy. The patient began to read it. She read it top to bottom, and her eyes lowered and saw it signed by a doctor. And at the bottom of the bill, it said, paid in full by one glass of milk. Decision. Somebody knock on your door. You don't know who's knocking on your door. You don't know who's knocking tonight on your door. He might knock on your door Sunday. And they say, well, I've surrendered to Christ. Well... It's a, it's a surrendering day by day. You say, I've dedicated myself. Then dedicate yourself. Here is a phrase from Dr. Kelly. He said, I dedicated myself, my time, my capabilities. Are you listening, grads? My ambitions. This is not a message believer. Believer. He said, I'll read that again. I'm dedicating myself, my time, my capabilities, my ambitions, everything to him. Bless the Lord. Sanctify me to thy use, Lord. Give me no more worldly success which may not lead me nearer to my Savior. I looked at that and read that and I've read that. And i marveled at it because it's at a time when the ages was changing into now our age. And men dedicated themselves. They surrendered their will to God's will and their talents to God and said, Lord, use me. Use me. Brother Bram said at one place, he said, bless my sisters, bless these young men and women that have come to these wise Come to these crossroads of life. May they make their decisions tonight to serve you and be used of God. So, class of 2021, it's your choice. Your choice to surrender, your choice to say, Lord, use me. Use me. Brother Branham preached a message called "From That Time," and many times a preacher, which I guess I would include myself in that, brother Branham, from that time you had that first cigarette, or from that time you had your first drink, or from that—that that was a decision. But I love how the prophet takes the negative and turns it to the positive. Because not only was the rich young ruler faced with the word and went negative, but there was a Matthew. There was a woman at the well. There was a Peter. There was an Andrew. There was a Philip. There's a Nathaniel. Those were ones that said, yes, your will be done, Lord. It's your decision. Don't take from that time as a negative. Take from that time as a positive. From that time, Brother Tom gave his life to Christ. God blessed him and used him and anointed him. Now, I, I hate to use myself, but let me put it this way. I was a nobody, a man, a nobody. I'd lost my first wife. I'd gone through some hard valleys. I'd gone up some rocky mountains. I've walked alone. I know what it is to leave somebody behind that I grew up with, went to university with, and God took her home right at the time of my salvation. I knew what that was. I knew how to to look to the Lord and and I walked out of the hospital and I said, Lord, I didn't even know who Brother Biscoe was. I just showed up at church one day. It was a little house meeting. The only person I knew was Linda and Ken Ardeal. And they weren't even married yet. Yes, uh, they were married yet. But I knew them before they were married. I knew them in school and before Ken got saved. And yet you come to these points in life where you know mother's forsaken you, father has forsaken you, every friend has forsaken you. You got to walk life's road alone. A decision had to be made. My father was fairly well-to-do. My parents wanted me to get away from this fanatical group called Branhamites. I came to my years. Come on, Moses. We came to our years. We forsook mother, father, sister, brother, and we walked alone with God. Your choice. My daddy says, hey, son, hey, here you are now. Elijah, just imagine, here's a free ticket to ride, you can go to Europe, you can live it up, you can live in any hotel, you can have a free flight, come on home, come back in three months, everything will be taken care of, or you're going to bear the cross, go to a little house meeting, and say, Lord, it's not my will, but thy will be done. And there's nothing that Egypt could entice you with. You were at your why, and you chose the right path. And God came behind it, and he poured out blessing upon blessing. And we don't do this for blessing. He just blesses you for surrendering to him. Many of us could stand up and give you testimonies, because we've gone now through our years. You're about to enter into your why's. We're here at this, uh, this graduation to encourage you to surrender your life in a greater capacity. Elijah, God needs more, pro, more, more preachers. The gospel needs to go forth, and you've had a grand example through your pastor over all these years that has spread this message around the world. And now today, as they say, over 30,000 people have been baptized in Uganda, and they're having a revival because a man came to Hawaii and said, I will do this. You can take funds and you can build a big church and you have no mortgage and move on along. But no, you make a decision. This message is more than life to us. And if it did something to me, it'll do something for somebody in Africa, somebody in India, Philippines. It's gone around the world. John, use me. We got careers in our minds and we got ideas ahead. I told Sister Joanne, we... After a couple of years, maybe two, three years, I never thought I'd marry again. Never, ever. I'd gone through this accident right after that for seven months, gone through the valleys, gone through the hard time, gone through, you all have. You all have. In your different forms. You all have. And you've had to surrender yourself. And I thought I'd never get married again. I never thought I would ever do that. I had a huge settlement given to me, and I could go do anything I want to do. And yet one day in prayer, and I don't have a telephone to God. I got a lot of people say, God told me, God told me, God told me. I said, you guys got a telephone? (laughs) I don't know how how that happens. God told me, God told me. But I get a little nudge. Maybe a little thought, a little little push, a little... mm. Lord, is that you or is that me? I don't want me if that's you. And God said, you'll marry. I said, I will. Yikes. I didn't want to go through that again. I didn't, honestly. But he even told me who. And so I said, Lord, if that's possible, would you do this for me? And God confirmed it beyond my imagination and it's not about me tonight. It's all about you. But I want you to know, ha, I've gone through some wise. I've gone through some crossroads. I know it is to be hurt and lose everything. But I know one thing, I never lost him. From the day I gave my life to Christ, I never have been sorry from that moment. Opportunities come and opportunities go. I just want the leadership of God for your life. We can stand as testimonies. as a great host of witnesses tonight. Jesus is real. This message is real. Run with it. Run with Malachi 4. Run with this message. Don't sit back and just say, oh, mommy and daddy will do it. Dad's got a good job and he'll provide. You do something for Christ. Your pastor sacrificed. Your ministry have sacrificed. Your parents have sacrificed. And we want to say to you tonight, you're going to have to Sacrifice. Isn't that a roaring, successful message?
1: Yes, I get the
0: sacrifice. Everybody's scared to rejoice. But I say rejoice, and again, as Paul said, rejoice in the goodness of God. We have lived for you, as Paul said. I've been spent and will be spent, Brother Harold. You have spent for this gospel. And as Paul said, we will continue to be spent for you. Grads of 2021, sorry for taking up some old time. You did so great. But I want to encourage you. Before you make your next step, Lord, what's my will? Your will, not my will. What's What's my decision in this matter? What is it? Because it'll determine, the decision you make today will determine, your prophet said, where you'll be five years from now. A decision tonight has to be determined by your own will. We thought when we first started preaching, we could beat it into you. Preach it hard. Preach it straight. You've got to do this. You've got to pray. You've got to do this. And you find out now in life that this is a love story. We have found out he's my bridegroom. He's my redeemer. He's my lover. He's my friend. He's my everything. And that's what we want for you. Not some do's and don'ts of the church or the ministry. We want you to come into relationship We want you to have fellowship. We want you to have a friend that you can talk to in your hour of why. Not why as a question. Just, Lord, I've got to go down two roads here, left or right. So often right's wrong and left's right. But maybe left is wrong and right's right. It's a hard thing, isn't it? To find out the will of God. But the will of God will be found by prayer, by dedication, and by the faithful leadership of the Holy Spirit in your life. Just remember one quote, one thing. Brother Bradham says, even if you make the wrong decision, he will turn it out. He will turn that out. Because you are the seed of God, he will turn that wrong decision right for the perfect will of God. As long as you don't take the attitude of grace, grace, beyond disgrace, and, oh, if I make it wrong, God's going to turn it right. No, that's not the attitude. The, Lord, the attitude is, Lord, which is right, and maybe we veered a little bit wrong, but he said he will turn for the predestinated seed. He will turn the wrong back to the perfect will of God, and that to me is amazing, grace. Don't be afraid to give yourself to Christ, because the more you do, the greater He'll lead you into His perfect will. You had to do a lot of study to become a mechanic. You had to do a lot of study to be a good chef. You have to do a lot of things to do and learn to get to a certain goal, a red seal in life. Well, if you have to do that for a red seal, I'd rather find the red book called the book of redemption and do whatever I had to do to find my name in the book of redemption. Decisions, wise crossroads. If you remember anything what I said tonight, just remember one thing, Lord, I'll have a lot of whys in my life. I have to make a lot of decisions but I don't want to make one decision without it being your perfect will. Guide me, lead me, as you have led me these years. God has watched over you with lovely families. May he continue now to lead you into this next chapter of life and guide you to his perfect and absolute awesome will of God. We've got to take it He said, you've got to take the full gospel. One thing with this message, young people, and this will be my last comment, you have to eat the whole lamb. This message is not a smorgasbord. This message is a divine meal of God structured throughout the ages to come to the climax of eating the body word of this son of man. It's not just a message for the shelf. It's a message to live. That's your why. Lord, do I surrender more to you and take that book and eat it for myself? Or do I just live my life and just pick and choose as a smorgasbord and you'll go nowhere? But give yourself to Christ. Give your will to him and watch him lead you. And that's what I'm excited about with this class. That we can come back maybe if God should tarry in five years. say, Look at Elijah. Look what he did. Look what this class did. They surrendered to thus saith the word. God bless you. And thank you for allowing me to open a little bit into your hearts and my heart to you tonight. We love you with a great love. God bless you.